Third base preview on Friday, January 19th. Austin Riley, Jose Ramirez worth a first-round pick. Prospects to stash and more coming up on Real Talk Fantasy Baseball. Welcome, everybody. And uh, before we start, if you could please hit that like and subscribe button in the corner, you'll, you'll see our QR code that'll take you to all of our social medias. We appreciate the follows. Uh, let's get right into it because third base is actually pretty deep this season. So uh, got a lot of names to talk about. And uh, I don't think we're going to have time to get past maybe like the top 12. If we do, we can kind of go over some some extras at the end. All right. So number one at the third base spot is Jose Ramirez. Now, a, a few seasons ago, Jose Ramirez was, you know, he, he was the, the, the top third baseman without a doubt, but there's some guys yeah. that are like right on his heels this season. What do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember he was, he was pretty much in a league by himself. You know, it was every year was Jose Ramirez and, um, it, like you said, the third base position is pretty deep uh, this year, man. Um, it's crazy. Uh, I would say maybe last, maybe like the last two years, it's been kind of weak. So we would always, you know, tell people pick up your third baseman as early as you can because he's like one of those positions where it's like maybe like a catcher, you know, or you know, like in football, it'd be like a tight end. You know, those those guys are very scarce. So this year, man, you, I mean, if you're like in in a in a ten man league, let's say, uh, you got a pretty good chance to pick up one of these guys, man. You know, depending on how you play out your draft, but uh, but yeah, uh, Ramirez, dude, um, he's been one of those um consistent guys every year. You know, he's always, you know, at least top three uh, in his position. Um, but I mean, I'm not gonna go into it, but the guy right after him, I it, dude, you can like interchange both of them very easily. Yeah, I, I feel like definitely Jose Ramirez in points leagues because his plate discipline is so good. 10.6% K rate, which is 98th percentile. Uh, that was 73 walks last season. And 10.6% walk – oh, sorry, that was uh, 73 strikeouts last season. 10.6% walk rate, 73 as well. So exactly the same. He had 73 walks to 73 strikeouts. And, and when you That's have – similar or you know a little bit more walks and strikeouts that's when you know like you're pretty elite in in the plate discipline yeah. department uh batting average was 282 expected batting average was 299 so he underperformed just a little bit uh but it's it's not too bad it's only off by like 17 points or so um yeah. dude i don't know if you use baseball savant at all i i sent you over some notes but this dude's page yeah. StatCast, is filled with red red is good Elite contact rate, <laughs> really good plate discipline. Dude, good plate discipline in points leagues is gold, man. And then you yeah. add his his uh, 90 mile per hour exit velocity and um, and 20 stolen bases every season. That gives you a, a 25 homer, 20 to 25 stolen bases every single season. Close yeah. to 300 hitter. It, 
his Achilles heel is the bad lineup. The Guardians yeah. just don't have the same lineup that they did back in 2015 when they went to the World Series. You know, Lindor yeah. is gone. There, there's just there's too many players that are just gone now. And Jose Ramirez is kind of like the one that just stands out. He's really the only one that's actually worth like, you know, a, a pretty high pick. Um, yeah. His launch angle dipped a little bit from uh, last season. So in 2022, his launch angle was 20.7, but in 2023 it was 18. But 18 is still considered really good. You're still going to hit some home runs with that. Uh, exit yeah. velocity was normal. His max EV was down a little bit, three miles per hour. That's not so bad. He's still hitting the ball 110 miles an hour sometimes. Um, my take, I think you got a great hitter with some speed hitting in the middle of a bad lineup. And, you, you know, yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> the Guardians only scored 662 runs in 2023. That's fourth worst in MLB. So you can understand why the counting stats really weren't there for Jose Ramirez last season. 87 yeah. runs and 80 RBI. He did have 36 yeah. doubles, you know, so yeah, 35. That. that delete, man. So and uh, 28 Dude. stolen bases. And, and yeah. not with, the, with the bigger bases and only being able to pick off a, a few times, um, you know, per at bat, the stolen bases, I, I feel like it should have grown a little bit for Jose Ramirez, but he's kind of like right on par with like his kind of typical season. So he didn't really run yeah. any more or less than he did in previous seasons, but yeah. he is getting a little older. He's going to be 31, I believe, next season. Yeah. So doesn't look like the legs slowed down a little bit, but it also doesn't look like he's trying to exceed, you know, what he's done in previous seasons before. Yeah. yeah, and that's okay. I mean, you know, the older you get, the more you want to take care of your body, the more you want you're more cautious about the things that you do. You know, yeah, um especially I, I, you know, I looked at I looked I looked I looked at his, you know, his previous years and the stolen bases are they're pretty much up to where you would see you know where he where he would be at so i you know the stolen bases doesn't really bother me um the batting average is kind of weird because you he's always up there like in the 300s man so um yeah he had those know, like two really bad seasons a few seasons mm -hmm. ago and uh, yeah. i believe it was like he came back from injury and he just wasn't the same guy and he finished the season terribly Came into the mm -hmm. following season and was still really bad, except for like the the final like two months of the season. I think that was back in like 2019 or something. So it was a few years yeah. ago. But since then, he's kind of like caught up to being back to like the Jose Ramirez that we we remember, like when you know when the Guardians were actually good when when yeah. they, they were the Indians still. Yep, yep. But uh, yeah, man, he's a uh, he's one of those dudes that you know, uh, like in points league, you know, across the board, he he's that's 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 like gold right there you know for third baseman yeah with that type of uh, plate discipline usually third basemans are like the type of guys that are just like all power and yep. uh make a little a bit of batting average and that's it yeah exactly mm -hmm. um i don't like our next guy that i want to talk about which is uh the second third baseman coming off the board i'm gonna put this uh graphic up real quick so everyone can see this um uh, so this is tier one. We already talked about Jose Ramirez, and now we got Austin Riley coming up. So Austin Riley, third baseman for the Atlanta Braves, uh, right-handed batter. Current ADP is at number 18, so he's going at like the middle of the second round. Big dude. He's not that tall. You know, 6'3", which is kind of average for baseball, but 240 pounds. 
You know, so th- yeah. this is a big dude, and he's got some big power in his bat. 37 home runs to go along with his two, uh, 281 batting average. 117 runs scored with 97 RBI. Great counting stats. Now, between the two guys, I really like Jose Ramirez in points leagues because of the plate discipline. Uh, Austin Riley's plate discipline, it's not that great. His walk rate is fine. It's actually about the MLB average, but his strikeout percentage is above 20%. It's at 24.1 last season. Um, but other than that, man, like I really don't think he has any other weaknesses. If he can cut that strikeout rate down a little bit, yeah, he's he's a bona fide first round pick for yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, thirty two doubles too. I mean, the, I you know it's funny um, with with Riley. I was never a fan up until recently. You know, um, I don't know why. I just he never really caught my eye. Um, but man, like last season, thirty-seven home runs, ninety-seven RBIs, hitting hitting over two eighty is like, you know, it's like I, you know, I I said earlier when we were talking about Ramirez, like you can easily interchange those two guys. Like if you, yeah. you know, if I had the opportunity to grab Riley before Ramirez, I would have a problem doing that. I, I think they both land, you know, in in the same category. Um, you know that's just that's just me personally, uh. But um. But yeah, man. Uh. The strikeouts are are you know they're up there. But the guy's young. What is he like? Twenty six, I believe. I believe he's twenty six. Yeah. Uh. Twenty six yeah. last season. So he's going to be going into his age twenty seven season. You know. So I mean, he still has plenty of time to work on you know plate discipline and you know he can. I I, I don't see him. I can easily see him taking over that first spot. And, um, you know, for third baseman, easy. Oh, yeah, for sure. You, you know, I was kind of making comparisons to Austin Riley in my head, you know, a few a few days ago. And the one guy that I can compare him to the most is Nolan Arenado in his prime in Colorado. And right. this is a guy that's hurting, hitting 37 home runs in Atlanta, you know, mm-hmm. without that Colorado effect to, to kind of yeah. help him out. So yeah. close to 300 hitter. Close to 40 home runs. Um, chase rate is good. Walk rate is good. Uh, hits the ball super hard, dude. 92.3 average exit velocity. 116.1 max exit velocity. That is elite right there, man. That's like 450-foot bombs, you know, like yeah. almost leaving the stadium type of home runs. OPS in the high 800s. Um, he's a righty bat, but he hits righties and lefties about the same, uh, 280 versus lefties and 290 versus righties. Most of his power comes actually against righties, 26 home runs versus righties, which is very weird because he is a righty bat, you know? Yeah, so we were talking about powers, this last week. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about this in the second base position. Like there, yeah. there's so many, there's so many elite hitters that are honing in on their craft to be better against the the same handed pitcher as they are batter you know yeah, and it, it right. seems like whatever they're doing is working because we're seeing we're seeing somewhat of a trend you know a lot of these yeah. guys that the, the power just comes from that side maybe it's just easier to pull the ball you know an inside pitch uh, a righty pitcher to a righty batter an inside pitch you pull it and it's just gone especially when you're hitting the yeah. ball 92.3 miles an hour on it uh, on average you know yeah. <laughs> 75% of the league are righties. So all the power coming against righties, you know, that's why he got that 37 home runs. 
Um, you know, if yeah. I, I think I'm actually going to change my strategy when it comes to um, uh, fantasy baseball, whether it's points or categories, I, I think I, I just want to change it up a little bit and see how it how it is. Usually I go for more w- well-rounded players. A guy like Jose Ramirez, who's probably going to hit 25 home runs with 25 stolen bases. I think I'm going for power this year, dude. I'm I'm yeah. gonna pass up guys like that, and I'm going after guys like Austin Riley. That's gonna hit close to 40 home runs with a decent batting average. You know, yeah. I, in the past, yeah. I've never really been like that before. I'm like chasing categories. You know, like right. in first round, I want to make sure I get like a really good batting average specialist. You know, and yeah. then in my in my second pick, I want to make sure I get home runs and then my third pick i want to make sure i get stolen bases you know something like that in yeah. categories leagues. points leagues right right but yeah. this year i think i'm just i'm gonna look for home runs everywhere i can when i'm in my draft <laughs> i'm gonna try to look like like you know see who sticks out at me kind of look like maybe 20 spots before that if if there's still 20 players like ahead of him in, in adp and 20 spots below and i'm just kind of like I'm looking for power, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. That's not a bad strategy, you know, nowadays, because there's a lot of guys that, that can hit for power, but then you can also, they can hit for average and they can get you runs. And then it, dude, it's so crazy. There's so many well-rounded um, players uh, nowadays, you know? Um, but uh, don't give out too much info, bro. Cause I might take, I might take that, uh, <laughs> that, that, that approach. <laughs> You know, but yeah, I yeah, mean, man, uh, it's it's like there when when you do fantasy for so long, sometimes you want to change it up a little bit, you know, because yeah. it can get a little stagnant sometimes. Like it's still fun, you know, but yeah. I'm like, I want to try something a little bit new this year, you know, and yeah, I think I'm doing three leagues this season, so maybe I'll do one of those category leagues where I'm just all power. And then, you know, another categories league that I'm in, I'll try to do like more balanced uh, players. And then in the points, I'm just chasing points, you know, so completely yeah. different. Opinions. I'm looking for low strikeouts, high walk rate, good batting average, some decent power. Stolen bases don't really matter too much in a points league um, unless they're stealing 70 bases like Roland Acuna because that's 70 points, yeah. you know? And points. when a guy <laughs> in yeah. the season is scoring 580 points versus 510 points, like that's a pretty significant difference, especially in the standings. At the yeah. End. All yeah, right, definitely. so uh, yeah. next guy we want to talk about is the number three third baseman coming off the board, and that's Rafael Devers from the Boston Red Sox. Third baseman, lefty bat, Current ADP is 19, which is only one spot behind Austin Riley. And, dude, all three of these guys have upside to be first-round picks. You know, yeah. any one of these guys could could potentially just break past, um, you know, guys that are going before them in the draft. And, dude, yeah. Rafael Devers has been doing it for so long, man. Very, very consistent hitter. A little bit lucky in 2022, he batted 295, uh, which was a little bit higher than his expected batting average. But 2023 is kind of like more true to his um, his like career stats. A 271 batting average, XBA was at a 282, so pr- pretty similar. Um, 
93.1 average exit velocity. You know, that That's what we were talking about with Austin Riley. Just hits the ball so hard. 115 max exit velocity. Has a 55.1% uh, hard hit rate. So this guy is hitting the, the ball more than half the time over 90 miles an hour. Like that's that, crazy. that is just crazy to me, dude. His quality of contact is so good, but yeah, he has the same Achilles heel as Jose Ramirez. He's just not in the best lineup, you know. And it's so weird to see the Red Sox just like not really do anything in the offseason. Yeah. You know, they they've signed some guys in the past few years. They got Trevor Story, they got Chris Sale, who they just traded away to the Braves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they got the Dodgers leftovers and Justin Turner, and he didn't even play third base for them because Devers has third base locked up. So he played some first, some second, you know. But yeah. Justin Turner is also 38 years old, almost 39 years old, and he did score a lot of points last season, but he, did. he doesn't have third base eligibility next season because Devers had that locked up. So next season, he's on, he's only going to have first base eligibility, which, you mm. know, kind of sucks for a guy like that because. Batting average specialist, you know, you and first base is kind of deep too. Like we talked about first base weeks ago, and there's there's a lot of first basemen out there. So Justin Turner, who's the first baseman for the Red Sox? Tristan, um, Tristan Casas. Yeah, they tried Bobby Dahlbeck a few seasons ago, but he just didn't really like pan out. Low batting average, didn't really have the home run power that they were expecting from him. But dude. Tristan Casas. We talked about this on the on the first base uh, first base podcast. That's my sleeper, man. I, I'm yeah. all in on Tristan Casas this year. I think yeah, he looked good, man. I think a breakout is coming. Dude, I don't know why. It's it's weird. Sometimes I feel like um Devers, more Devers than Ramirez is is overlooked a lot. Like he's not you know in the news often, maybe because you know the Sox aren't you know such a great team, you know, like years past, but um the his his uh his stats are are just stacked every year man you know so you know you know definitely if he's up there and you need a third baseman like yeah devers all day yeah honestly like the these three players right here you know what the floor is you know like if they're going to have their worst season they've ever had, it's still going to be really freaking good. You know, they, yeah. they have a very high floor. And Jose Ramirez, I feel like we've seen his ceiling. You know, I, I think we've seen the best of Jose Ramirez already. But Rafael Devers and Austin Riley, I think that these guys could potentially get a little bit better. Austin Riley, we said he's going into his age 27 season. Rafael Devers, same mm. thing. He's going into his age 27 season. These two guys are going hey. back to ADP 18 and 19. You know, you got a righty bat yeah. versus a lefty bat, but, you know, both of them hit righties and lefties about the same. I think the thing that separates Riley and Devers apart is Riley's just in a way better lineup. You know, yeah. as you can see from, from the counting stats, uh, Rafael Devers had 33 home runs with only 90 runs scored and 100 RBI. And when you're hitting... 35 home runs, you should be getting a lot more than that. You should be getting a lot yeah. more runs, scoring a lot more runs, and getting a lot more RBI. He should be at, like, at least 100 runs, 115 RBI. But unfortunately, with the Red Sox, you know, th this is the guy that you build around. 
You know, yeah. they're not really yeah. building around him. So yeah, I, that's I why a lot of guys are. That's why a lot of guys are leaving, man. <laughs> yeah, and the Red Sox have you money. Know? You know, yeah, they do. Why aren't you spending? Why aren't you buying these guys and letting all these other teams kind of? They they must be planning something, dude. They must be yeah. planning something yeah, for the future. I, I don't know, but you're you know, wasting you know, time with Rafael Devers right now. It's funny. Um, I, I had a conversation with one of the guys at work about this. Um, I saw this video where, you know, everybody's mad because, you know, off topic, um, the guy, you know, everybody's mad that the Dodgers are spending all this money, you know, to get these players, you know, and they're like, you know, why can't our team, you know, like they should put a, a tax, uh, you know, thing, whatever, and, and this and that. And it's like, it has nothing to do with that. It's just, your teams have money. They just don't want to spend. Yeah. That's what it is. It has nothing to do with the luxury tax or any of that stuff, dude. It's just the owners want to bring a championship to a team. They're going to do whatever it takes, plain and simple. You know, so, yeah. you know, the Red Sox, I know they got money because they used to have a deep ass lineup. And now it's like, you know, they're taking, you know, they got some, you know, good pieces, you know, in the minors and stuff like that. But, you know, their pitching is, is not great, you know, and they, 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 I always feel like they're signing all these older players, you know, and it's yeah. like, you don't want to get older. You want to get younger. Yeah. And Kenley yeah, Jansen was exactly. kind of like already like declining. And then you go after yeah. this, this closer who's, who used to be elite, you know, but his, mm -hmm. the, the, the velocity on his cutter is down a little bit. It doesn't cut like it used to. I actually heard Kenley Jensen's on the trade block, so maybe they're just in rebuild mode right now, which really sucks yeah. for 26-year-old Rafael Devers because a rebuild usually takes three or four years, sometimes even a little bit longer, and that's if it pans out. you know. So yeah. I don't know when Rafael Devers is actually going to be a free agent. Uh, it, it, I don't think it's in 2024. I don't think it's the end of the season. I think it, he has at least one more season, unless he had signed an extension. But um, yeah. yeah, it it just sucks that he's in a bad lineup, man. And yep. I feel like the Red Sox could do a lot, but they're they're. I I know they've traded away some players. They traded away Chris Sale, got some prospects. They uh, yeah. I, I believe they got Von Grissom, you know, who was supposed to be like yeah, the, uh, the, next, the next good shortstop for the Braves, um, and uh. They also traded away Alex Verdugo to the Yankees, and uh, they got some prospects back for him. So it looks like they are in rebuild mode right now. But what are you going to do with Devers? You know, are you going to wait until he's close to free agency and then try to trade him away? You know, yeah, uh, man. I mean, it's for somebody like that, they 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 would get a haul for sure. Oh yeah, definitely, um, definitely. You know, right now, dude, what do we say about twenty-seven years old, man? Man, man, man strength. strength, man yeah. strength, man. So look out for Austin Riley and Rafael Devers. I would not be surprised if either one of those guys had a 40 homer, 290 batting average season. You know, nope. great counting stats, even in a bad lineup. He's still going to score at least 90 runs, at least 100 RBI. And then Austin Riley, don't even worry about Austin Riley. That guy's going to be no. just fine. He's a stud. Man. Yeah. Yeah, All right, moving on to Tier 2. First guy in Tier 2 is Manny Machado. Oh, man. Manny Machado had a down season last year. But even in his down season, you see how many home runs he hit? 
30 home runs yeah, in 30. a down season yeah. for Manny Machado. 258 batting average. Yeah, it, it came with a 258 batting average. Now that is the 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 outlier for Manny Machado because Manny Machado is usually closer to like 290, even 300 some seasons. You know, he hasn't yeah. had uh, this batting average since looks like 2019 when he first joined the Padres. And you know, there's growing pains when you first join like a new team. You know, but. The season after that, he was 304 and then 278. And then uh, 2022, he was at a 298. And then this season with the 258. Now, oh, I actually do have a little video that I want to show you. Um, nope. Actually, I did not upload the video. I'm sorry. Uh, I do have a different video that I can show later on on a different player. But Manny Machado has been hindered by a couple things. So uh, he's been playing with really bad tennis elbow since may of 2022 and you know in in 2022 uh machado hit 32 home runs with a 298 batting average you know he played through the pain seemed like he was fine you know but you know come 2023 we see he got off to a little hot a hot start in march he batted 286 which was actually a very small percentage because the beginning of the season started in late March. And then you see in uh, April, batting average dropped to 233. In May, 217. In June is actually when he got hit by a pitch on his wrist. And we actually had a, an episode last season where we showed the video of Manny Machado getting hit on the wrist. And um, he was out of commission for a little while. He probably should have been out for a little while longer to maybe help his tennis elbow get a little bit better. He was out from, I believe it was um, mid-May until like beginning of June. So he took like 15 days off, hit the 10-day mm -hmm. IL, only took 15 days off. Probably should have taken a little bit more, but whatever. He comes back and he's looking good. In, uh, in July, he batted 309. But he was fresh. You know, I, I don't know if you've ever had tennis elbow. I have. And when you mm. rest it for, you know, a month or so, you feel great. And, you know, nothing's bothering you. But then when you start using your elbow again, all of a sudden the pain comes back within, you know, a week, two weeks, something like that. So great batting average in July. But then it dipped down to 200. And then he hit the IL again or uh, maybe just took like a little bit, like a few days off. And then he comes back and he's hitting 321, you know, oh. so <laughs> kind of all over the place. It looks like all he yeah. really needed was some rest, but he actually opted to have elbow surgery. So he just had elbow surgery back in October. I believe it was October 3rd uh, last yeah. season or last year. Padres, you know, they got bumped out of the playoffs pretty early. And uh, Machado was like, well, if I'm going to get this done, I got to get it done now. He wants to come back strong yeah. next season. You know, he wants to hit close to 300 yeah. again. So timeline for his surgery on his tennis elbow is about four to six months. So if it's four months, he's going to be ready right at the beginning of spring training. If it's six months, he'll be ready right at the beginning of the regular season. Regular season. And he won't really have a, a spring training, unfortunately. So hopefully, yeah. you know, we're hoping for, for the four months, but, you know, Wrong side of 30 takes a little bit longer to heal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? We saw the same thing with Bryce Harper. It in his in his case, it was Tommy John, you know, a little bit different, a way more ex extensive type of surgery. Uh, Machado's was, you know, a, a, a little less uh strenuous 
on his body. So maybe we could see Machado come back, you know, four months. I've actually heard managers like Bob Melvin and uh, former players just say that Manny Machado is just so tough. So right. maybe it's possible he does come back at the four month. Um, I know ADP has him a little bit low. He's at 42, but I believe in Manny Machado. I think that the only reason why he has had a, a down season is because that tennis elbow was just bothering him so much. Now that he's had the surgery to correct it, are we going to see what happened with Cody Bellinger where he has surgery and then he's just crap for two years and then all of a sudden he's mm. good again? Or are we going to see, you know, like when Bryce Harper came back and he was still hitting for batting average, but he wasn't he wasn't hitting for home runs for power, for, power yeah. for at least like, you know, two months going into the season. You know, because at the end of last season, Bryce Harper started looking like Bryce Harper again. The power yeah. came back. I, he was looking good. I honestly hope that he he takes the six months just because, like you said, um, you know, recovery, you know, your body you know, reacts different, you know, to surgeries and injuries. And the older your body gets, the more time it takes for it to heal. Um, yeah, if he doesn't have a spring training, it might hinder him a little bit, you know, in the regular season. But, you know, I would, you know, if it was me, you know, and I'm on the other side of 30 and I'm trying to help my team out for the long haul, you know, I don't want to play half a season and then, you know, be on, you know, two, three, you know, IL stints, you know, at a time or, you, you know what I mean? Um, so I want to be as healthy as possible. And I know Machado is one of those guys that is like, I want to help my team. I want to help him get out the gate quick. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, he's going to try to do whatever it takes to play as soon as possible. That's, that's how Machado is, you know? Um, but I, you know, as far as fantasy purposes go, um, I would, I would just pick him up because like you said, Machado is Machado. And I, I am a firm believer in Machado too. Um, you know, his attitude is, is as sometimes, you know, let's be it's honest. It's gotten better. It's yeah, gotten better. Yeah. He's gotten a little yeah, bit and, and I hope, and I hope, and I hope it keeps getting better. Um, you know, because the Padres are, are a very talented team. They, they got talent across the board. Um, you know, and you know, if they want to make a postseason run, they're going to need Machado. You know, a fully healthy Machado. And, you know, maybe, you know, you know, Carlos, you and myself, we always talk about how the, that team needs a leader, a spark, you know. And Machado, we always looked at Machado as he might be that guy. And then, he you could. know, yeah. yeah, he could. But then he reverts back to being cocky and young. And, and, you know, it just, you know, I'm hoping that that goes away and we start seeing a more mature Machado um, you know, somebody that can help the Padres like get to the postseason and and make a run, you know. Yeah. So yeah, he he definitely should be the leader of the clubhouse. He's the best player on the team, you know, besides Fernando Tatis. But you know, Tatis has had his own issues, you know, the the steroid scandal and the other stuff that was going on with Tatis in, in you know yeah. previous seasons. But Machado should be the guy. He should be the veteran in the clubhouse. He's the guy that has the big contract that the Padres put their trust in. You know, he's the guy that the Dodgers traded for because they were trying to win the World Series in 2017, you know, and no. or no, 2018. I'm sorry. Um, you know, you said that maybe he should take the six months as a fantasy manager. 
even if he does take the six months, if he's ready by opening day, I still have him fourth at the position, man. It's just yeah. I I want him at the end of the season. I don't care what yeah. he plays like the first month of the season because no matter what, I'm making the playoffs. I make the playoffs every right. season, you know? Yeah. And the guys that I want are the ones that are going to perform at the end of the season. The end of the season. You know, I could, right. I could care less about what you do in the beginning. I can make it work. You know, I can right. I can right. I can look on the waiver wire and figure out guys to drop and add and do whatever I need to do to try to make sure that I get into the playoffs. But the guys that are fantasy uh, winners, guys like Machado, like those are the guys that you need on your roster. So even yeah. if he is a little bit behind schedule, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm still yep. taking. I'm still taking Machado over uh, the next guy that I want to talk about, and that is Alex Bregman. So there's a lot of people that have Gunnar Henderson going before Alex Bregman. Um, the thing is, I'm, I'm so like, high on Gunnar, dude. He's so good, dude. Gunnar's actually going before Manny Machado and before Alex Bregman uh, in yeah. in ADP. Uh, Gunnar Henderson's ADP current ADP is 34. Manny Machado's is 42, and Alex Bregman's is 71. But that's crazy. In 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 a points league, man. Like I said earlier, I'm going after those guys like Jose Ramirez that are a little bit more like well rounded, and and you know, I I really think that Alex Bregman is that guy, except for the stolen bases. You know, he doesn't steal a lot of bases, but we've seen Alex Bregman be a first round pick. And close, yep. uh, really close in, in MVP votes to, to win it back in 2018, I think it was. So Alex Bregman, dude, he's Alex Bregman's elite at two things. He has a 96, uh, he's in the 96th percentile in strikeout rate at 12%. Now, MLB average, I believe, is at like 22 or 23%. And for him to be at 12%, that's that's cutting the strikeouts in half. Where most yeah. guys get 120 to 130 strikeouts per season, he's more like 70 strikeouts per season. And yeah. he's also 89th percentile in walk rate at 12.7%. So this guy gets on base just as good as anyone else. The batting average yeah. lacks a little bit. He only batted 262 last season with 25 home runs. But his plate discipline makes him a key player in points leagues. You know, yeah. if we're talking category leagues, I already said earlier, I'm chasing home runs. So I'm, I'm probably going Gunnar Anderson before I'm going Alex Bregman. But, you know, because we're talking about points right now, I'm definitely going Alex Bregman. Um, let's see that. I mean, that's basically all I really got to say about Alex Bregman. Uh, it, actually, I do want to mention one thing. Now, I am a firm believer that in a contract year, these guys just step it up a notch. And they play to their ceiling. So I believe this year, because Alex Bregman's coming up on a contract season, if he doesn't get an extension with the Astros, you know, in, in the beginning of the season, he's going to go off, man. We're going to see a higher batting average. We're probably going to see closer to 30 home runs, a lot of doubles. I, I believe yeah. in Alex Bregman this season, dude. I, I think that yeah. he's going to have – a, a really good year. I can't say the best of his career because back in like 20, 
19, he hit like almost 40 home runs, you know, but that was, that was the juice ball era where everyone was hitting like 40 home runs. So I don't think we can get back to that, but I think 30 runs is definitely in the realm of possibilities for Alex Bregman this season. He's always, he's always around that anyways, you know, uh, between 25 and 30. Um, And he plays on a great team. So, you know, he, you know, he's going to get his runs. You know, he's going to get on base, especially the fact that he does not strike out, you know, as often as uh, the next guy. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, man, uh, Bregman, um, you know, it's funny. I've never had him on any of my fantasy teams. And, you know, this might be the year <laughs> if I can't. So I yeah. actually, so after 2017, I saw what Bregman did to the Dodgers in the playoffs. You know, and no one knew about the science dealing scandal at that moment. You know, we didn't find out until 2020. But that that next season, he was going early. He was going like a first round. And I ended up getting Alex Bregman in the first round. And I think that's the year that I won. That's the last time that I won my fantasy league. Also, is the same year that I drafted Alex Bregman when he was in the running for MVP that season. He was he was just an animal, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a consistent, bro. He's so consistent, man. Yeah, exactly. But it, it took him a little while to kind of like get back to form also because after the news came out, you know, he was having some mental issues going on also. Not as bad as Jose Altuve, as we mentioned on the second base preview, but, yeah. you know, he had some things going on too, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. So uh, next on the list, we have Gunnar Henderson. Uh, Gunnar Henderson is current adp at 34 i don't know if i can justify taking him that early dude the middle of the third round that's so Hmm. early for a guy that has only played what um 184 games in major league baseball he played 150 games last season you know i i get it rookie of the year great you know and 255 batting average 28 home runs at only 22 years old I get it. Yeah. There's a lot of hype about this guy. But just like I said, I'm a firm believer in like contracts. These guys are going to step it up a notch. I'm also a firm believer in the sophomore slump. You know, we saw yeah. that after yeah. Cody Bellinger's MVP season. And, you know, we've we've seen that time and time again with a bunch of different guys. A lot of the years, you know. Yeah. And yeah. It, I, I just – I'd like to get guys in their sophomore season. I, yeah. I prefer – I prefer to go after someone that I trust a little bit more. In this instance, I'm going with Machado and Alex Bregman. Now, yeah. Gunnar Henderson is still part of this tier too. You know, he's still in the second tier for me. He's above, you know, other guys that we're going to go over in just a minute. But I still think that Gunnar has a lot to work on. The yeah. the twenty five point six percent strikeout rate is a little high, you know, it's, it's not as high as some other power hitters out there, but he's also not really like a legit power hitter, only hitting 25 home runs. I think he could definitely hit more than that. His average exit velocity is 92 miles an hour. Uh, max exit velocity is 113.8. Really great exit velocity numbers. The, the launch angle is a little bit low, um, yeah. 11.4 degrees. If he can raise that, you know, MLB average is 12.2. So if he can get above MLB average, if he can get to like 13, 14 degrees, mm-hmm. I think that maybe he can, you know, break that 30 home runs um, territory. But uh, do you think Gunner- that him playing in a smaller stadium has anything to do with the the um, 
the home runs? Well, he's he's a lefty in um in Camden, so and, um, and that's the longer part of the 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 stadium, right? It used to be, but now that they moved back left field, um, right field is it's kind of like just like like a typical ballpark now. Like it's mm, not okay. it's not any it's not hitter friendly and it's not pitcher friendly. You know, it's right. kind of just like a neutral right in the middle. So right. um, the ground ball percentage is a little bit high for me. MLB average is at 44.6. He's at a 45.8 last season. So I need to see him hit a little bit more line drives, not so much right. on the ground because he he actually maybe he was have- trying. Maybe he was trying to, you know, because of the hype. Maybe it got to his head and maybe he was just trying to hit the ball at the park because he struck out almost 160 times. So, you know, yeah. maybe he, you know, he was trying to force it or whatever, you know, but possibly at 22, yeah. years, at 22 years old, you know, you, you're not really thinking about getting on base. You want to hit the fucking ball out of the park. Right. Right. You know? I mean, and it worked because he did win rookie of the year last season. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think if he does, Cut back on the strikeouts a little bit. Oh, shoot. I got to change this name real quick. Sorry. Uh, I think if he cuts back on the strikeouts a little bit, then he he has the potential to move up into that tier one. You know, yeah, the, yeah, the, the 262 that. batting average, if he cuts down on the strikeouts, he could potentially move that up to 275, 280 possibly. But, dude, this dude's 22 years old. He's going to be 23 years old next season. So yeah. he has lots He's of time. He's a baby, bro. He's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> You know, one thing that Gunnar Henderson didn't do last season, which he very well could have, he had 10 stolen bases in 150 games, but he's 85th percentile in sprint speed. He's a fast dude. He's a yeah, fast thought, dude that hits the ball really freaking hard. Like, why aren't you running more? I thought he was out thought he was going to be up there at least in the, I want to say, between 25, 2025 range of stolen bases, at least in his first He very season. well could be, man. He, he's yeah. got some fast legs. So. Yeah, uh, I I don't know what it was. Maybe the the Orioles just kind of like don't really like to run so much, so they weren't sending him. But even in the minor yeah. leagues, man, like he he didn't really run too much back then either. I guess because yeah. he was trying to like focus more on his on his power, which it looks like he did good because he's hitting the ball really hard. You know, 92, yeah. 92 miles an hour exit velocity. It's just putting the ball on the ground a little too much. So he he's getting those singles. You know, he's getting those those ground ball singles and he could easily, you know, go from first to second on a stolen base. But yeah. I don't know. It it, it has to it, it's more mental than it is physical. Like he definitely has yeah. the physical capabilities, but you have to you you have to go for it, you know? Yeah. It it's yeah. not well, like it's not like maybe. runs or RBIs that just happen. Like you yeah. physically have to make an effort to to steal yeah. some bases. It might be, you know, like I said, he had a lot of hype around him uh, before the, his call-up. So, you know, maybe the pressure of, you know, performing up to what he knows he can do, you know, sometimes that that kind of messes with your mind. And, uh, you know, you, you try to outdo it, and it just doesn't pan out. Um, but overall, he had a really good season um, for for it being his first, you know, season in the, in the majors. So... I mean, the only thing you could do now is just get better, right? Yeah, and and dude, the the ceiling for Gunnar Henderson is out of control with those type of exit velocities and that sprint speed. 
he could be a 35-35 guy. Like, there's no yeah. doubt in my mind that he could be a 35-35 guy. Cut the strikeout rate down a little bit. Get that on-brace percentage a little bit up. You know, 360-ish on-base percentage. And he's going to be, you know, mid-800s uh, OPS with great pop and uh, and some speed. You know, yeah. sky's the yeah. limit for Gunner, Hen- Gunner Henderson. Yep. All right. So moving on to the next tier. Uh, Nolan Arenado, Ellie De La Cruz, Josh Young, and Royce Lewis. So in this group, um, honestly, for me, I have Royce Lewis next on, on this list. He's at the top of the list for me. Uh, current ADP is 47. That's a little bit early for me. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know why, why he's he's being taken earlier than um, guys like Manny Machado, who was uh, what was Machado at uh, forty two? Uh, oh no, they're about the same actually. So he's getting taken right after Manny Machado. But dude, I I really like Royce Lewis, man. The yeah, he just needs to stay healthy. He's been injured by. Yeah, yeah, he's been plagued by injuries for the past couple seasons, but when I, when I think he, I think I I think I said this uh like a, like a year ago when we were doing the podcast that um he he he's so talented he kind of reminds me of um what's his name the outfielder for the Twins the one that's always injured oh um I know who you're talking about <laughs> I I forgot his his name but you know what yeah. I'm talking about the skinny guy. This you know, faces that yeah, I know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So you know, he they remind me so much of each other, not because of the way they play, but because they're always injured and they always show you these spurts of great baseball, great hitting, great you know overall defense and stuff like that. And then they get injured, and you're like, man, I really want this guy for a full healthy season. You can imagine what this guy can do for your team. You know, Byron so, Buxton. There, that's him. Byron Buxton. So good, bro, when he's healthy. But, man, he's always injured. And it's like, dude, can you just imagine what this guy can give you if he's fully healthy? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's crazy. He can literally go up to that tier, too. Easy. You know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Easily. And yeah. in, when Royce Lewis is healthy, he's a force, dude. In, in 58 yeah. games in 2023... Uh, Royce Lewis hit 15 home runs and uh, stole six bases. Um, that's roughly on pace for about 40-ish home runs and 50-ish stolen bases. So he he could mm-hmm. legit be a 40-15 guy and really good batting average, dude. This guy batted 300 every single month that he was playing. You know, so he's <clears throat> in the minor leagues. It was the same thing, batting 300 every single month. You know, um, his he has some crazy upside. I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Lewis hit uh, to to see Lewis run a little bit more. He stole 28 bases in 2018 and 22 stolen bases in 2019. He didn't get to play at all in 2020. Now this is where it gets a little scary. So he didn't play at all in 2020 because the minor leagues got canceled because of COVID. And 2021. Mm -hmm. That's what's the most uh, most worrisome about Royce Lewis. Um, in February 2021, he tore his ACL, uh, nine month recovery time, so he was out the whole season. So he didn't play for yeah. at least two seasons. 
That definitely hindered him a little bit. Made his debut in May of 2022, played 12 games, and then tore a ligament in his right knee. The same yeah. knee with the ACL tear. Different, different yeah. ligament, but same knee. Uh, ended up getting season-ending surgery uh, in May of 2022. Returned to the Twins lineup May of 2023, a full year later. And then he gets hurt, hurt again, trying to leg out a Damn. single on a grounder. I, I, don't, I don't know if you remember watching the video, but he was um, he tried to avoid a collision at first base. He ended up flipping over the first baseman and yeah, landing directly yeah, on top of his head. But yeah, yeah, I, re- I remember, I remember that. that Boys, um, Lewis, man, uh, if, you just wish you, healthy, you know. I know there's there's a lot of players that we say that about if they can just stay healthy, if they can just stay healthy. But Royce Lewis, man, I really like Royce Lewis, and if he can stay healthy for the whole season, yeah. I think he actually has like MVP potential. And yeah, I could see that. Let's see, he is going to be. 25 years old so he has a lot of room to grow also very young very young third baseman in the twins lineup and the twins are actually pretty good too they made it to the playoffs last season so they're scoring some runs they're winning some games so uh next guy i want to talk about is ellie de la cruz now this one was a little bit rough for me did i want to go ellie de la cruz did i wanted to go uh nolan arenado but Ultimately, I went up with Ellie De La Cruz because his upside, he has more upside than anyone else in Major League Baseball. This guy has Ronald Acuna upside. In the minors, he hit 300 every single season. He also has the hardest, three of the hardest hit balls ever by any Reds player. And he's up there with like Giancarlo Stanton in terms of max exit velocity. He hits the ball 91.2 miles per hour on average at 21 years old last season. Dude, 21 years old, you're hitting the ball 91 miles an hour. His max exit velocity was 119 miles an hour. That's freaking crazy, man. And then get this. (laughs) Get this. This surprised me a little bit because I know he's fast. 100th percentile in sprint speed. He is the fastest major league player right now. In terms of <laughs> this guy should be stealing 80 bases or more every single season. This guy is has Ricky yeah. Henderson speed. He should not be only let's see, yeah. what did he get? Stolen bases. 35 stolen bases, you know, in 98 games. So that's a little bit lower than I'd like to see, but his batting average actually did lack a little bit too. He he got off to a really hot start, but only 230. Bu- uh, 235 batting average. So he wasn't getting on first base too much, you know, which is the problem when you're also a base stealer. Uh, 13 home runs with 35 stolen bases in 98 yeah. games. The, the the same problem that I mentioned earlier with Gunnar Henderson, you know, a lot of the the ground ball rate. This guy is even worse, man. His uh, let me see. Mm-hmm. No. His launch angle. Is three he's trying to hit everything six. out the park. <laughs> well, he keeps on getting on top of it. So he's hitting everything on the ground. Yeah. 3.6 degree launch yeah. angle, even though it's coming at 100 or like 90, 90 something miles an hour, it's on the ground and it's right to the third baseman or it's right to the shortstop. 
You know, it, it's so yeah. bad, man. MLB average launch angle is at 12.2. His is 3.6. Now, the That's upside crazy. to that is even though his launch angle is 3.6, he still hit 13 home runs. Imagine yeah. if this guy raises his launch angle even just to 10 degrees. You know, just just yeah. just hit line drives. He hits the ball so hard. He could have yep. like Corey Seager power where the line drives are where his power comes from. You know, he doesn't have to hit yeah. the ball up in the air like super crazy high like a lot of these other guys do. You know, Corey Seager yeah. hits 30 to 35 home runs with a very good line drive rate and and a very low uh fly ball rate. So come on, Ellie. Yeah. Just it's crazy a big ass dude, man. I, I didn't realize me. I didn't yeah, and he had a lot of strikeouts too, which which is you know, like I said earlier yeah. about you know with Gunner, you you know, you're gonna have you're gonna have that. Though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know what? If if he's hitting 40 home runs, I don't care what his strikeout rate is. You know, yep. you you increase that launch. <laughs> I don't care if you're striking out almost 200 times per season because you're gonna make up for that with all the runs and RBIs that you're gonna give me. Yeah. Yeah, this was type that, of uh, power, like uh, what, what's his name? Um, the leadoff hitter for the Phillies, <laughs> um, Schwarber. Schwarber, you know he's gonna get you forty, and I don't know how many RBIs, but he's gonna strike out a lot. <laughs> yeah, and Schwarber actually has some uh, some good play discipline though. So he he walks a lot. He's kind of like a Max Muncy. He'll hit forty home yeah. runs or or more. But his on base percentage is going to be like 360, which is kind of what you want from a leadoff right. hitter. Also, it's it's usually you want someone yeah. with a little bit of speed. So I'd actually like to see either Brighton Stott or Trey Turner in the leadoff spot for the Phillies. But you know, I'm not a personal MLB manager, so not my decision. Now in MLB the show, I definitely like to mix things up a little bit. I don't go with the lineup that they project for me. I change that up yeah. to what I think is better. But you know, that's just being being a couch manager. But anyway, um, what you with the type of speed and power that Ellie yeah. De La Cruz has, he should be hitting 40 home runs with 70 stolen bases every, every single season. Surprisingly, even with his 100th percentile sprint speed, he was caught stealing eight times. I don't know if that's bad jumps or if that's pitch outs or if if he um, if, if they picked him off. I don't know what it was, but I don't know. He was on pace for 55 stolen bases, yeah. so we can count on that at least. It'll work, it'll work it out. It'll definitely work those things out. Um, You know, a full, yeah. full season, uh, full, a full and, spring training, you know, he, he, yeah. he's he got plenty yeah, of time to work out all, the, all those things, you know. He's got a little bit of experience now. So, you know, they know his weaknesses. Yeah. They're probably working on it now. The good thing is he is in the top of a really good Reds lineup, and I highly yeah. doubt that we're going to – you know, bench him for Spencer Steer or, you know, you know, whoever, whoever else it may be that they might want to, uh, to put out there, you know, maybe he might need a little bit more seasoning in, in the minor leagues. You know, he, I believe that they brought him up because they wanted to possibly have the chance of getting the rookie of the year out of Ellie De La Cruz. And, um, and that would them be like the, the draft pick you know, because of the, the new rule changes that MLB has. But that didn't work out. So, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Ellie De La Cruz not necessarily starts in AAA, but they might send him down just to kind of, like, work on the strikeouts or, or work on the launch angle or or whatever it is that he needs to work on, you know. Yeah. But yeah. You, you can't deny the potential. 
Yeah, definitely. Ooh. All right, next guy on the list, Nolan Arenado. Man, oldie, guy. oldie but goodie, bro. <laughs> oldie, oldie but goodie. Oldie, oldie but okay. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't really consider him a, a goodie anymore, man. Since being traded to St. Louis, Nolan Arenado has been on a pretty steady decline. 2021, he played 157 games, 34 home runs, 81 runs, 105 RBI, 255 batting average. Now, Colorado definitely did him some uh, some because the batting average was always pretty high, close to 300, but his expected batting average was usually about 260. And that's actually what he's been hitting since he joined St. Louis. So the, the real batting average is actually right in line with his expecting batting average now that he doesn't have that thin air uh, advantage anymore. So 2022, he played 148 games, uh, four home runs less than the previous season. So he had 30 home runs in 2022, uh, eight home runs less than the previous, or sorry, eight runs less than the previous season, two RBI less than the previous season. And then in 2023, 144 games, 26 home runs. So another four home runs less, only 71 runs and 93 RBI. So that's 34, 30, and then 26, 81, 73, and 71, and then 105, 103, and 93. Just a, a slow decline every single season since he's been traded to St. Louis. The 293 batting average in 2022, it's actually a little yeah. bit deceiving. Like I was saying, his expected batting average was 266, which is actually right in line with around with his uh, career expected batting average. It just seems like Nolan Arenado was just taking full advantage of the course field, thin air, and now he's getting older, and it just seems to be he's on a steady decline every single season. I don't know how far he's going to decline, but that's the reason why I have him behind guys like Ellie De La Cruz and John guys. Royce Lewis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And I, I was actually yeah, kind of debating if I wanted to put him behind guys like Josh Young and Max Muncie also. Yeah, like in that tier four um, section. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. He's yeah. he's getting to that point. If, if he disappoints me one more season, he's definitely moving down to tier four or not even in the top 12 at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean – you know, it's like a lot of players that, you know, played out in, you know, in, in Colorado, you know, those, those numbers are inflated just because of how the ball carries, you know, on Colorado. Um, yeah. And now you, now you're kind of seeing what, what Arenado is, you know, you know, under, under no, normal circumstances. Um, right. Exactly. Yeah, but, you know, he's always been, he's always been like, he's like a safe pick. I want to say, does that make sense? He's like a safe pick. Like if if all these other guys, you know, are not available to you when you're doing your draft, like I I wouldn't be mad at taking Arenado, you know, because I feel like he's a safe pick for what yeah, he does. You know, I would still be happy if Arenado was my starting third baseman. I wouldn't put yeah. him in like in like the the corner infield kind of like tier yet. Um, mm -hmm. But it. It looks like it might be getting to that point. You know, only 26 right. home runs in 2023, 71 runs and 93 RBI. He is yeah. kind of saved with his uh, plate discipline. He he hits he gets on base a lot. Um, but other than that, man, I just 
I don't really see a lot of upside from Arenado anymore. I feel like yeah. a, a safe floor, you know, I feel like last season is is basically his floor, which is like a, yeah. a 250 to 260 batting average with 25 to 30 home runs. I think that's safe to yeah. say that that's what we're going to see from Arenado from now on. But yep. don't expect to see, you know, 30-plus home runs from this guy anymore, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, he's he's never been the type of guy to hit the ball very hard anyway. His average exit of velocity from all the way back in Colorado days was around 88 miles an hour. So he's he's more of a contact specialist. But yeah. even that's been declining lately, man. So I don't know. I I'm, I was kind of like, oh, man, getting, do I really want to put him in two Getting threes? older, 32. So, so yeah, yeah, I can exactly. see that. All right, so next guy I want to talk about is Josh Young from the Texas Rangers. Now, I was kind of going back and forth between Josh Young and Max Muncy. Um, I, I know they kind of like both have their issues that they're dealing with, but ultimately I went with Josh Young, uh, third baseman for the Rangers, righty bat, current ADP at 120. I love Josh Young, man. He's going to do his age 26 season. I'm thinking we're going to see a breakout season from Josh Young this season. Um, mm. I, I think he's primed for that. Uh, his barrel percentage is just off the charts. So in 2023, there's only three players that had a higher barrel percentage than Josh Young. Now, that's Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Luis Arias. All three of those guys batted over 300, and they bat at close to 300 or, or higher every single season. Two of those guys hit 30 home runs, while the other one just won the National League batting title. But that guy, Luis Arias, he doesn't hit the ball 91.8 miles per hour. He only hits it 88.3 miles per hour. Now, Josh Young, 91.8 miles per hour exit velocity is a lot closer to Mookie Betts at 92.4 miles per hour exit velocity, and he just hit 39 home runs. And Freddie Freeman... 90 miles an hour, which is two miles an hour slower than Josh Young, just hit 29 home runs. So don't be surprised if we see 30 home runs from Josh Young this season with a really good batting average. Barrels up the ball so well, man. He hits that sweet spot, and the ball just flies. We're going to see a lot of doubles, a lot of home runs, and a good batting average from Josh Young next season. Now, the thing is, injuries have plagued the Rangers third baseman in in recent years. In 2021, he had a a stress fracture in his foot, had to take some time off. February 2022, had a torn labrum in his shoulder while lifting weights, had to take some time off. And then August 2023, caught a line drive and it fractured his thumb, had to take some time off. You know, so (laughs) three Unfortunate accidents. I mean... Unfortunate (laughs) accidents. And yeah, that's why he's going so late at 120. But dude, when this guy's on the field, he's freaking amazing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like I said, you know, unfortunate, you know, accidents like that um, are easily avoidable. You know, so uh, you know, if if he can avoid, you know, these IL stints here and there, um, great pick, man, great pick, and he's young, so you know, there's a lot of upside there. Um, 25 doubles. Like you said, you know, he, he hits the ball hard, uh, easily can get you over 30. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, 
yeah, he he's 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 getting up there, man. Uh, just you know, just the whole healthy, the healthy thing. Um, yeah, but like you said, like you know, they were just unfortunate accidents. So I don't think this is going to mm -hmm. be like a lingering issue that we really have yeah. to worry about. Josh Young, maybe the torn labrum, you know, the accident that happened in the weight room, like the, the shoulder thing, like that's a little scary. But yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see because, like you said, he's very young. He's only he's only twenty five years old right now, going into age twenty six season, and. You know, at that age, it you heal a lot faster than uh, mm -hmm. than you know when you're older. All right, we got to get through the next guys a, few, uh, a little bit quicker because we're already at yeah. an hour and four minutes. So moving on, um, next in line is Halcyon Kim, but we already talked about him in our second base preview. Uh, so next at number eleven, we have Max Muncy. Max Muncy, uh, I'm gonna give you a timeline real quick. Uh, so he, third baseman, lefty. Uh, ADP is 129, drafted by the A's, hit free agency in 2016. Dodgers signed Muncie to a minor league deal in April two, 2017. 2018, Dodgers bring Muncie up to the majors, and he hits 35 home runs with two, uh, 263 batting average in 137 games. In 2019, 251 batting average, 35 home runs, very similar to 2018. In 2020, the shortened season, I feel like he didn't really have um, uh, – Sorry. He he didn't really have um a, enough time to really like get in his stride because he is the type of guy that you know he it takes him a little while to to get warmed up. Yeah. Uh so in 2020 only batted 192 with 12 home runs. 2021 back to normal, 249 batting average with 36 home runs. Now at the end of the 2021 season, Max Muncy had a very bad elbow injury now i actually do have the video for this one i'll show you guys real quick all right so that was a little bit oh, sped i remember up. that yeah look, look at the elbow dude. oh that yeah. is bending in the wrong direction yeah, uh, if you guys are listening on spotify sorry you can't watch the video you can always log on to our youtube channel and you can watch this video but yeah, yeah that injury was Really bad for Max Muncie. That was the end of 2021. 2022 rolls around. 196 batting average, 21 home runs. The power drops, batting average drops. 2023, last As season. Yeah. Batting average is up a little bit, and power is back to normal. 212 batting average, 36 home runs. Now, there's so much talk about Muncie going on that he's just in a decline, but really, I think it was just the elbow injury. I his yeah. he got his batting average up um close to 20 points last season. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a typical kind of Max Muncy season next year. 250 batting average with about uh 35 home runs and a ton of walks. This guy walks so much. So yeah. power came back, batting average is still slow, but he finished the season strong. In July, yeah. he had nine home runs. In August, he batted 250 with five home runs. And in September, 233 with four home runs. You know, we saw yeah, Cody but... Bellinger two years after his injury, he played like an MVP again. You know, and now two years after Max Muncy's in injury, we could see a Bellinger type of situation that now Max Muncy is healed. He could get back to form batting 250 with 35 home runs. And yeah, and let, I mean, let's hope he does it with the Dodgers. You know, <laughs> well, the Dodgers, you know? they obviously trust him because they just gave him a two year extension. And they traded Michael yeah. Bush away that was supposed to take over at third base. So Michael Bush is gone. Yep. Max Muncy is the only third base option that they have right now. 
you know, unless yeah. they really dig deep into their farm system or they trade for a player. But it looks like they trust Max Muncy, just like I do. Yeah. Yeah, let's hope let's hope for for us Dodger fans, man, that he can get back to form, you know, um, but because you know we we've known Muncie and what a what a good uh, hitter he is, great uh, plate discipline, um, and he hits bombs. So if yep. we can get a full Max Muncie healthy man uh, for Dodger fans, great. Yeah, Even for I mean, uh, you know the fantasy, is- fantasy managers, dude. The the top four in the Dodgers lineup is already stacked, and then you add Max Muncie at number five, dude. That's that's crazy. That's, that's a top lineup in baseball. I mean, you know, oh, between yeah. them and the Braves, like those are going to be the top two, which they were yeah. last season also. But now yeah. the Braves didn't really add anything to their batting lineup, but the Dodgers have. They added Otani, and now they're um, they're getting potentially going to have Max Muncie back. You know at Fully healed from his uh, elbow injury. So, yeah. All right. Next guy, Spencer Steer. Uh, This guy, first base, second base, third base, and outfield eligible. That is his saving grace. And that is the only reason why he is in the top 12, in my opinion. Current ADP is at 122. Uh, Last season, batted 271 with 23 home runs, 74. Uh, runs, 86 RBI, and 15 stolen bases. And that was... uh, He basically played a full season. You know, he... 156 games. So he only missed six games last season. Um, We've seen a few times that the Reds have a crowded infield. um, They like interchange their guys. Yeah, but with Spencer Steer, with all this eligibility that he has... Playing time shouldn't really be a concern for him. So he played 156 games. That was 60 games at first base, 46 games at third base, uh, 36 games um, in the outfield, and 15 games at second base. So he's going to retain all those positions for next season. Uh, He also played a handful of games at DH, which probably keeps him a little bit healthy. You know, Um, I think he's only 26 years old. Yeah, he's going into his age 26 season. So. Put him on the field every day. You, you know what you're going to get. The, this yeah. is a, a 270 hitter with like 25 home runs and 15 stolen bases. So yeah. very safe, um, very boring, but very safe hitter. You know, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's not going to yeah. win your league, but he's going to he, he's going to help you in every category. Yeah. He's kind of like a, a yeah. jack of all trades. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think this is basically his floor, and he doesn't really have a high ceiling. So you know what you're getting from Spencer Steer. Right. Yep. All right. So we finally made it through the top 12. And uh, we're at an hour and 10 minutes real quick but, uh, but right now. But I just want to show you guys this real quick. Uh, all right. So prospects to watch in 2024. Junior Caminero and Noel V. Marte. Junior Caminero, third baseman on the Rays. He's a righty bat. Current ADP is 165, so close to the end of the draft. Um, Hard to rank a guy that's only played seven MLB games, but Junior Caminero is a top prospect at the third base position, the only third base prospect in the top 20 overall. In 2023, between AA and high A, he batted 324 with a 384 on-base percentage, a 975 OPS. 31 home runs in 117 uh, 117 games. 
since 2021, Caminero has carried a 316 batting average, a 383 on base percentage, and a 938 OPS. Um, that's over three levels in the minors. 83rd percentile in sprint speed. So I don't know why he hasn't been, been running more, uh, but that doesn't mean he won't. As we've seen, mm-hmm. the rules, you know, they run a lot, totaling 160 yeah. stolen bases in 2023. That's fourth in MLB. So we we know they like to run. Junior Caminero likes to run, obviously, because he has that sprint speed. I wouldn't be surprised if we see rookie of the year coming from the Rays next season in Junior Caminero. Yeah, I hear a lot of a lot of good things about this guy. Uh, he's got power. Oh, guess what? He guess what? Too. Average. Oh. I have him in our keeper league. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Austin Riley and Manny Machado. Yo. So. <laughs> I might Give it up, bro. I might have to trade a third baseman <laughs> this year. All right. So, Noel V. Marte, third baseman for the Reds. Uh, 92 games played Damn, in the minors in 2023. Crazy. Yeah, man. I'm saying, like, the Reds are just freaking stacked. They have too many. That's why I really Dude. think Jonathan India or Spencer Steer are going to be on their way out. They're, they're going to trade it away. Yeah. They need pitching, dude. But as I said on a previous yep. podcast, sign Trevor Bauer. He, he should go to Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati needs some pitching help, and Trevor Bauer still should be considered like a top 15 or 20 pitcher still. He could be the ace of the Reds. But, you know, yeah. we're talking about third base here, and we don't have a lot of time left. So 92 games played for Noel V. Marte in the minors in 2023. 11 home runs with 18 stolen bases. Good walk rate, uh, K percentage under 20%. And in 35 games in the majors, 91.3 average exit velocity, 115.6 max exit velocity. He hits the ball really freaking hard. Lots of ground balls, though. 52.8% ground ball rate. 19.1% fly ball rate. That's a little bit down. I think MLB average about 23 to 24%. Line drive rate looks pretty good. Amazing upside if he can just elevate the ball a little bit more. Now, yeah. His his ground ball rate is not like Ellie De La Cruz, you know, with that 3.2 launch angle, but mm-hmm. he does need to elevate the ball just a little bit more just to, to maximize what we can see from Noel V. Marte. Yeah. Yeah. Um, damn. You know, like I said, look, another Reds player. It's it's crazy, man. That, that Reds team is is very young and and there's so very much, young, so much very talented the team. Board. Dude, I wouldn't be surprised five years from now if we're seeing the Reds in the World Series. Yeah, I would. That wouldn't shock me at all. <laughs> they need to build the pitching. You know, yep. work on yeah, uh, on on player development. You know, all the hitters work on player development. Get the strikeouts down. Get the launch angle up. Let's hit some home runs in the best hitters park for home run hitters. You know, there's more home runs in Cincinnati than any other ballpark, and um, you know, even more than Coors. So. It's it's a better home run ballpark than any other MLB stadium, and uh, yeah. dude, they they have the lineup. They just need the pitching staff. So yeah. work on that. I agree. All right, that was it for our third base preview. Um, thank you guys for enjoying the show. Uh, please hit that like and subscribe button, and again, uh, scan that QR code in the top right corner of your screen. It'll take you to all of our social medias. Please like, subscribe, follow, all that stuff. And oh, next week, we'll be back talking about shortstop position, our shortstop preview. 
And, um, you know, if, if you guys have any questions, you can always reach us on any of our social media sites and ask us questions on there. You can say it in the comments here or, uh, you know, someone will get back to you um, pr pretty quickly. We're usually yeah. pretty good about that. Oh, one more thing. We are adding two more teams to our fantasy league, our uh, keeper team. So do you have what it takes? 12 teams with keepers, head-to-head -head points, and a cash prize. Uh, Real Talk Fantasy Baseball. So if you guys want to join our league and, and play with the best, hit us up. You know, send us a message, and uh, we will eventually get our raffle going, and uh, two people will be selected to get into our Keeper League. Um, yeah, all right, yeah. that was it for our third base preview. Javi, I appreciate you joining me today. Um, thank you, thank you for everyone that was watching. Again, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, we are trying to grow as fast as we can. We're trying to reach 600 by the end of this season. I know we can do it. We're at like 535, 536, something like that. So yeah let's get it uh, we appreciate all of our our subscribers and everyone watching it and we'll see you guys next week thank you guys later y'all